So lots of highly motivated dogs, even if we're very attentive about this stuff, as we go forward and reward them, they start to come up and drive, and there's a natural surging forward, forging type tendency, right? So in highly motivated dogs, when we add drive to the equation, uh, forging is a common, common problem, and keeping the dog back is challenging. So we teach the dog what position it's supposed to be in, and we communicate to them first, and then there's a point frequently with certain dogs, or many dogs, where we have to layer a little pressure over. And we can use the e-collar, the leash together, whatever it is, to keep the dog back. When the dog gets out of position, we now correct the dog for being out of position and tell them to get back, and when they maintain that position, we reward it. And you can wind up doing the same thing with focus. Right, so we wind up, if you have a dog, you're going to find out that you're going to run into motivational limitations on duration and focus, right? So this is a big thing. There's a reason that we all want crackhead dogs, right? <laughs> They're super motivated, so I can stretch out uh, and make really good duration without compulsion, right? That's one of the reasons we like it. Uh, if the dog really wants what I have, then it's just to go from a continuous to a variable to a random reinforcement schedule, and I can make a lot of duration in my healing, where I can get that dog, for instance, to look at me for 20 minutes while I walk around. Right? Um, with most dogs, we don't have quite that much in the tank, and so you're going to run into places where you're saying, hey, my dog's concentration isn't strong enough, or I, I can get 30 steps of healing, but I'm having a hard time getting 50 steps, or I'm, I can get 150, but I can't get 200, or whatever it is, right? And this is the judgment call where you start to potentially layer a little pressure over the focus. So now the dog, in an inducive way, has figured, it, figured out that looking at you is beneficial, they get lots of rewards for, being, for looking at you, we've built up some duration, and now we're going to say, it's not okay to look away from me, right? And so when we do that, if we start to pressure focus, we don't pressure the dog to look at us. We pressure the dog for looking away from us. We punish the dog for looking away from us. This is critical. Don't pressure the dog to look at you. Punish them for looking away from you, right? This is the classic thing you see lots of. People are out there saying, watch and yanking on their dog to do it, right? And so what the dog is starting to associate is the cue to look at you with punishment. And now looking at them, you may eventually get it, but they hate it right? And what we want is the dog to want to look at us and not want to look away. So we induce the dog to look at us and then punish them the moment they look away. So when you start to add pressure to focus, don't pressure the dog to look at you. Pressure them for looking away. Okay, I got the first half written because this is extremely critical. Yeah, it's a big one, it right? Yeah. I don't want to screw this up because this is one of the things that bothers me terribly. So say the, the last part again. The last part is what, we, what you want to do is you want to inducively get the dog to look at you and then punish them for looking away, okay. right? So lots of people that are having focus problems punish the dog to get the dog to look at us. So they'll say, watch and yank on the dog, okay. right? And then what happens is you basically can condition that dog to say, looking at you sucks. Every time I hear you ask me to look at you, you yank on me, and that we're sort of like yanking them into looking at us. Okay. What we want is they want them to look at us. Every time you look at you, you good things happen. Right. And, look, and when, every time I look away, bad things happen. Right? And so we induce the dog to look at us and punish the moment they look away, right? So timing becomes really important in this, and we talked about that, right? And initially, the punishment isn't corrections. We just, right when the dog's, we talked about when we're trying to build duration, communicating in a timely fashion when the dog's doing what's right and wrong. This is one of the tricky parts, right? So I get my dog looking at me. Good dog. We're walking. The dog looks, as soon as they start to look away, hey, hey, watch. Good. There you go. They hold it on. We interrupted initially with our non-reinforcement marker. 
And then once my dog understands and we've got some duration, I'll layer correction over as they look away. So the moment they look away, start to look away, I'll say, no, bang. They get a correction with the leash or the e-collar or whatever. And look, they look back, they hold it, good dog, good dog, boom, they get a reward. Sort of the darkness that defines the light, right? So we've already shown them the light, <laughs> and now we show them a little bit of the darkness to make the light look even better, right? <laughs> and that's kind of what you wind up doing with most dogs to build really strong duration, right? And like I said, unless our dog's a total crackhead, which they're out there, right? The dogs that are motivated enough to look at you for extended periods of time, but that's not every dog, certainly. And there are many, many nice dogs that with a little bit of pressure for looking away, they have beautiful focused healing and a lot of duration in it as you go forward. This is not about healing, but it's about focus. Mm -hmm. So what if they're just sitting there focusing? Like this morning as an example, because we were on base. And so there's a track there which the whole contingent of PT exercises were going for. Mm -hmm. Well, Sasha was so excited to see these people jumping and everything. Mm -hmm. It was hard to get him to look at me at all. Right. Even if I did, is this that the time then just to nick him for focus, or is, was that just too much? No, you would get him to look at you, so you'd, you'd dance up and down, do whatever you needed to right. do. And then when he looked at you, you would tell him he was right. Yeah. And then the moment he looked away, you could nick him. Which was almost instantaneous because right. so right. much was going on. Yep. Is that too much? Probably too much for the thing, right? So I wouldn't put the dog in that situation in the, as the first step to pressuring them, right? So what I would do is take an environment where they can concentrate, but there are subtle distractions that make them want to look away, so I can punish those. So now I'm getting success, the dog's looking at me, it's great, and I can punish those first moments when they look away. Don't jump straight into the fire. Like the most distracting environment we can find, now I'm fighting to get you to look at you and, and try and time that, You'll, it'll be a mess, yeah. So it's like any, anything as we go forward, like in proofing, and this is one of our topics for today for sure, and proofing and, and tightening up our stuff, one of the things is incrementally introducing difficulty. Yeah. Right? And it's, a, it's such a common yeah. sense thing, but it's something that we frequently don't do. Right? And it's just because we're lazy. Right? We we're thinking we're not thinking about it, or we don't have a plan, or we just jump out somewhere and say, I'm going to practice. You know? And there's a whole bunch of kids playing soccer or whatever else it is. And all those things should be incrementally developed, hopefully. If you're being thoughtful, you're going to say, OK, I'm going to start someplace quiet, teach my dog, choose another place. Start to One of the things that we do with young dogs is a lot of attention work in different environments so that it'll be easier when you get there. Yeah, and there's a variety of those things, but everything, difficulty in recalls, so like when we start teaching the recalls, we initially start in a distraction-free environment, lots of drive building, you go forward, we create small distractions that will draw the dog's attention away from us so that we can pull the dog away from things, something that it wants, and then we gradually increase the intensity of the thing they want till we have, you know, bags full of flying squirrels and whatever, you know, like, <laughs> so the dogs are like, ah, I'm berserk to get that, and we say, hey, I don't care how bad you want it, you know what come means, and you have to turn away from something you want to come back to me, right? But if I jump straight into those others, then I'm, I'm going to destroy the dog. Or put a lot of has good focus, I mean, just focus, but this yeah. is just so well. Yeah, and, and so I would get away from that a bit, well, so yeah, I, I just move further away, and then see if I can get his attention, right. get his attention, start working with him, and then, then you can layer over punishment for looking away if you wanted to in that position, right?